that was another garbage performance. Uh, I don't know if you stayed up with us last night and listened to the Green and Gold postgame show, but that was that that was a garbage performance. Don't even know how to how to how to you know kind of structure that commentary. To be quite honest with you, it was it it was as bad as it looks. And you wake up this morning and you think, God, you know, <laughs> Jordan Love's now thrown multiple picks in back-to-back games. The Green Bay Packers can't score in the first half. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, the defense is doing enough to win games. Yeah, they gave up more than the, uh, the the Raiders normally average, but they still did enough to win the game. And we're going to hear from commentary inside the locker room, specifically from Jair Alexander. Now, he was not being in any way, shape, or form facetious, but he was stating a fact. And we'll get into that. I'll tell you what that is. But you cannot – and I went. I got up this morning uh, about 7, and I started watching this game again. The offensive line is it's, – it's not right. It's not that good. And that really kind of more than anything shocks me to say that because the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, has, it, did, it was like plug and play. Whoever you put in there, that was all they did was just plug-and-play guys, and they were always solid. And now it seemingly is is falling apart. They did run the ball well yesterday. Ran it right up the gut. Jammed it down their throat, and A.J. Dillon ran the ball better than he's run the ball all season long. Probably in the last two seasons, maybe. But, <coughs> excuse me, um, bad play calling. And the guy that's ultimately responsible for all the angst on the defense, the mood of the team, the play calling on offense, it's all Matt LaFleur. And now you are starting to see, this is what I was saying, and and I'm not here to go, I told you so, because that's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is, is that early on, the results looked pretty good. I admit that. Uh, I've said all along I didn't think Jordan Love was a good quarterback. And then he looked better. He did some things that looked pretty good. I pointed those out and gave him credit where credit is due. But I said to you, and if you remember the commentary from earlier this season, I said, let's wait. You're only going to need three, four, five games to see what you got. But let's wait because what you're going to see now is defensive coordinators begin to scheme against Jordan Love. Because the first couple of games, you really didn't have a full book on him, right? Now you've got kind of a book on him. You see what he can and can't do. And going over the middle quickly, that decision-making, that decision-making, that split second, that synapse, as I've said, between the brain and the arm, the ability to see the hole before the hole is there. We're starting to see that lack of that, that, that split-second synapse. You're starting to see that. And he doesn't have the arm strength to put it in there the way others have. And I don't even want to get into comparisons. He doesn't have that. So teams are going, go over the middle. Go over the middle. Go ahead. The Lions did it and the Raiders did it. We'll give you the outs. We'll give you the stuff on the outside, the quick outs, the quick hitters, stuff that's going to pad your stats and bring up your 
completion percentage, go ahead and do it because you're not going to get anything. We'll get, we're going to keep you between three and four yards on those quick outs, and go ahead and do it. Run the ball up the gut. Go ahead and do it. But we're going to make you throw it over the middle. And when he throws it over the middle, if it's not a clearly wide-open receiver in a zone seam, it's not there. It's not there. And the play calling, they have gotten to the point where they're trying to baby him through this. And some play calls, I, I you know, I plotted leaving last night. There was a couple of play calls that Matt LaFleur ran that I thought were just beautiful play calls. Um, but the, the out pass to Musgrave, uh, last night that I thought it, it, when he came in motion, I, I thought it was a terrific play call, but the overall offense, no, no, no wonder Matt LaFleur didn't want to say, Oh, I don't want it to be called the Matt LaFleur offense. And now I know why it's not, it, where'd the creativity go? Where did the motion go? Where did the ability to get, to allow your quarterback the mindset to think through it. Where did all that go? And then when you are finally starting to grind out yardage, then you stick in the Christian Watson run around the backfield trick play that went nowhere. One of the and, and you you saw it. I was doing the live stream last night. We were doing the live watch party together, which by the way I'll get into in a minute. But we were doing the live watch party together. For those that were on the stream at the time, you know what I'm talking about. I said, here it comes. Here, you, you saw it. I called it. Here it comes. Okay, he's in motion. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God, no. And you, you knew what was going to happen. Unless Christian Watson found a, <coughs> excuse me, a space to break that play free, that, there was, it was not going anywhere. Anywhere. Before it even got started, you could see it. The Raiders recognized it. I recognized it, which means the rest of the NFL world recognized it. It was bad. It was bad. So there's enough blame to go around. If you want to get hold of us, uh, just opening up the phone lines today. We will, in the last hour of the program, we're going to hear from Mike Clemens. Uh, he'll chime in and uh, from Vegas. And also today in about uh, a little bit uh, under two and a half hours, Chuck Freeman's going to join us, and the reason being is today is the exit presser for everybody at American Family Field. So Matt Arnold's speaking today in the end-of-season press conference, so we are going to uh, we're going to have that as well. Uh, and we're not going to hear from Matt Arnold. We're going to hear from Chuck Freeman, so we're going to talk with him about this end-of-season press conference. So it, last night was, I, I don't want to say predictable, but it's becoming predictable. <clears throat> here's something else to think about in the last three games in the last three games the green bay packers have scored a total of six points in the first half in the last three games they have scored a total of three of six points in the uh in the last three in the first half of those ball games they kicked a field goal against detroit in the first quarter and they kicked a field goal against las vegas last night that is it between New Orleans, Detroit, and Las Vegas. Now, you want to go back for the entire season? The Green Bay Packers over the entire season have scored 13 points in the first quarter. And that's usually when you have – now, the reason I bring that up is because that's when you have your scripted plays. That's what you work on the most. 
you come out and set the tone. And you've scored a total of 13 points the entire season in the first quarter. The entire season. That's that's terrible. There's there's nothing creative about your offense. Nobody's getting fooled. You're not getting into a rhythm. None of it. None of it. There is a lot more than just Joe Barry here, my friends. There's a lot more than Joe Barry here. And maybe, just maybe, maybe we are finding out that Matt LaFleur is in over his head. That, oh my goodness, how much ineptitude do Hall of Fame quarterbacks cover up? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. John says they got absolutely gashed on the ground again. Ninety six yards. Come on, defense. That's not getting gashed. You didn't give up a hundred yards running. They didn't get gashed. They they look. They had an eight minute drive, and they gave up points. And then the very next play, Jordan Love throws a pick, and they came out deep in their own territory, and they held them to a field goal. It's basically a three and out. That's that's saying something. I I don't think the defense played that bad. There are, are you know when when they ended up putting it into the end zone, I was questioning why are you having your safeties and your corners line up in the end zone when you're defending the end line? Why are you in the end zone? Doesn't make sense to me. You're not defending in the end zone. You know, you don't let guys get behind you, but you only got 10 yards. If you can't stay with a guy within 10 yards in that kind of a box, then what the hell are you doing out there? I I didn't understand that. Just a a very either guys leaking too far back or the placement of Joe Barry or or the combination thereof. I I don't know, but I, I couldn't understand why you had guys defending in the end zone. It it just doesn't make sense. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I mean, because the defense, look at it this way. The uh, the defense, uh, six plays, 25 yards they gave up, and a Las Vegas punt. Five plays, 33 yards, and they caused Las Vegas to punt. The next drive, 14 plays, 57 yards. They ended up netting 62, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. Then the very next play is the pick right and then the defense comes back in just after giving up a uh, eight minute 28 second drive of 14 plays and 57 yards they came in went four plays and totaled uh, Las Vegas totaled a negative one yard so I give them credit because they were on the field for quite some time and they still came in and had the wherewithal to stop it so, but the Jacoby Myers touchdown, I, I can't, I can't fathom why the defense was playing in the end zone. Jacoby Myers caught the ball at the two or three. All he had to do was fall down, and he scored. I, I, I didn't understand that. So there is some blame. There is some things to look at and say, okay, this, this isn't right. But <laughs> this, this offense is garbage. The line doesn't block well. Guys that 
look like they're rounding off routes. So and and that's going to come with youth. Some of it you do have to, you know, blame it on the youth of what it is you have or the inexperience of what it is you have. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to soft glove this thing because I saw it coming. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us, uh, give us a shout. Uh, let's go to Denny, listening to us in Holman. Denny, how you doing, man? What's going on? Great, Bill. Um, I agree with everything you said in the first part of the year. You said you got to give the uh, love a chance, and you did. And then, like you said today, the defense is scheme for them. You know. Yep. Hello. I, and Crosby, I, I no, I agree. Crosby was in the backfield faster. I mean, they could even protect him, you know? Yeah, I know. Crosby was all over the place. They tried to run two tight ends at him. At one point, uh, I think it was Tucker Craft dove for him and got nothing but air. I mean, you know, Max Crosby is an impressive player, but come on, man. One guy cannot be the human wrecking crew against an entire team. And at the presser after, again, LeFleur had nothing to say. No, he get, he did nothing. This is what pissed me off. Oh, oh boy, the 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 Raiders. You got to give a, give them credit. He named off their coordinator. He named off players. He gave them all the credit instead of saying our guys failed. I failed. I, you know, on and on and on. Now, granted, he kind of does the blanket toss of we got to coach better, we got to play better. Yada 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 yada. Same old crap. But he's given them all the credit in the world. They credit. Okay, that's great. They had no. The Raiders had no business winning that game. Unless, of course, the Packers are worse than the Raiders, and then Matt LaFleur has to look in the mirror and say, my team is worse than that team. Why? Because I kept an inept uh, defensive coordinator and because my play calling is bad. I've mismanaged yeah. the offensive line. Stanovich was better as, a, as an uh, de- offensive line coach than he is an offensive coordinator. I mean, you can go on and on and on. And, and, and right. oh, by the way, I don't have a Hall of Famer here to cover up my ineptitude anymore. And I think if you would have had Vic Vange, you know, he was available too at the time, you know, when they picked yep. the defensive coordinator, you know. Yep. You know? And right. then to add on to it, they picked Kevin King instead of JJ or TJ Watt, you know what I'm saying? I right, mean, right. It's just, a, it's, just, it's just comedy. It's just like a that, comic, you know. That goes, unfortunately, back to Ted Thompson. I mean, that's, you know, five years, you know, in the making. But I appreciate the phone call. I agree. I, I mean, there's just been – and you can look, every franchise has a draft choice that they chose that they should have gone in a different direction. I still go back to, you know, they should have picked up T. Higgins uh, a couple of years ago when he was available in the draft, and, and they didn't. Uh, you know, I mean, T. Higgins was there, and they picked Jordan Love instead, and had they picked up T. Higgins, you have T. Higgins, Devante, you still have Rodgers, the whole thing. I mean, maybe things are a little bit better. I, I don't know. But, again, we can talk about history, but what's right here in front of us right now is – Teams are now scheming for Jordan Love, and what you're seeing is, is go ahead and throw it in the middle. Go ahead and throw it in the middle. We'll play a, a soft closing zone, maybe bracket coverage across the guy, and you got to drop it in the bucket. you got to zip it into a window, and you can't do it. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. 877-867-1670. By the way, over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us uh, – on Instagram as well, The Bill Michael Show. For those that try to listen on Facebook, uh, apparently we did something. I don't know what it is, but uh, Facebook uh, shut it down for two days. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what happened. 
Uh, I guess last night we did something wrong. I don't know what it was, but uh, Facebook shut us down for two days. We're in Facebook jail, which is the reason I keep saying go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. And you can watch the program there. You can find us on Twitch, on Kick. Uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The, the website, always, you can get a hold of us. Uh, we need to start using that a little bit more as well, thebillmichaels.com. Listen on the app, uh, The Zone Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison. You can listen to us after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. Grant Bills producing the program over at Wisco Grant on Twitter. You can find him there. We're going to hear from Grant when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show on a uh, Let's Hear It. Let's hear it Tuesday. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's a let's hear it Tuesday today. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort. I cannot wait. I'm going up not this weekend, but next weekend. Going to head up and just go up and uh, go into a, uh, a Fall Fest dinner. A Fall Fest dinner next week. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, give Barb a call. I mean, if you want to go to that, great. Uh, and spend a weekend up there, you can do that. Otherwise, uh, it's always a great getaway, especially in the wintertime. The uh, snowmobile paths will be open as soon as the snow starts to fly. Still, the UTV and the ATV paths are open as well. Call our girl Barb, 715-938-5110. 715-938-5110. Again, 715-938-5110. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort. When you call, say Michael's 15, and you get 15% off of your stay. More of the Bill Michaels Show on a Let's Hear It Tuesday. Coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. He has to not give up any touchdowns, you know. I think that's a part of being self-critical of our defense because the offense is pretty young, you know, and they're still figuring out their mojo. So the defense, we got to be the ones to score and stop them from scoring. That is Jair Alexander, and that is... Now, he doesn't mean any malicious intent, but it's a damning statement. I don't know if you uh, caught that last night. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show continues, but uh, that's what Jair said after the game. At this point, it's pretty obvious uh, that the defense has to not give up any touchdowns the offense is pretty young, and they're still figuring out their mojo. So the defense, we got to be the ones to score and stop them from scoring. That's a – again, he's not saying he, – he's being truthful. He's like, look, they, they've, they're, they're still trying to figure it out. They're young. Okay. But as a veteran in that locker room, he's like, we got to do everything. He's not – he's saying it without saying it. Like, this offense stinks. That's the first, and it's and and again, he is not saying anything malicious. He, but he's one hundred percent correct. Not at all, one hundred percent correct. That this defense right now is all they got, and the defense isn't great, but it's all they got because the offense just isn't scoring. So far this season, in the first half of ballgames, total five games, you can do the math here, five games under their belt, the Green Bay Packers 
offensively have scored a total of 26 points. In the first half of five games, 10 quarters of football, the Packers have scored 26 points. Now remember, like I said before, that's coming out of the gates with your best. That's it. That's coming out of the gates with your best scripted plays and everything you've been working on ready to go. You have put up 26 points in the first half total this season. Total this season. I mean, that, that you know, I, I get it. We talk a lot about the defense, and there is issues. I, I, I'm not negating that. But this, this is now where you're putting the defense consistently in bad positions. Consistently. And, and when you need drives, sustained drives, out of this offense, you're not getting them. You're, you're, you're putting your defense right back on the field. Again, last night you lost time of possession by a substantial amount. Like over five minutes worth. I, I mean, you just, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. Um, uh, Grant Bills, so uh, you uh, were not with us on the broadcast last night. So what did you, uh, what did you witness last evening? Well, Jordan Love wasn't good. I just expected so much more from Matt LaFleur last night, Bill. And we talked about this yesterday. It's like you got 11 days. You got a home crowd. You're getting healthier. The Raiders aren't well coached. They don't have a lot of good players. And I disagreed with like every decision Matt LaFleur made the last night. The punt on the opening possession, right? The, the, The strategy to basically not throw against a secondary that's not good, a secondary they can't cover. That didn't make any sense. I, I just, I hated all of it. I hated every single bit of it. Every, every bit of coaching and decision-making for Matt LaFleur last night. And Jordan Love wasn't good either, but this is Jordan Love's first year as a starter. Matt LaFleur's been doing this a while. I expected more from him last night. Yeah, it was uh, all the way around. It was a, it was a bad job last night. And, and, you know, I know we had people during on the live stream yesterday that were saying, well, the Packers are going to play down to the competition. I don't think so. I don't think it's playing down to the competition. I think it's it's a bad game plan. I think it's a concern. For whatever reason, last night, they decided to pack it in on Jordan Love. Um, they didn't give him many chances. He didn't do much with them when they did give him a chance. Um, it, it was a very conservative game plan. I guess the Packers were content to make it some kind of a, a low-scoring game. Um, he threw three interceptions again, including a bad one in the final minute. Um, the lack of offensive certainty right now uh, of just where things are. I, I mean, it's just there's no identity. I, I just I, I can you can almost throw a dart at a dartboard and look at excuses as to what's wrong with this team right now, right? Well, Bill, if if I was a Packers reporter, if I was on the beat and I was sitting in the press box with Clemens or Pete Doherty or Ryan Wood or any, any other of the people who cover the team and have joined the show, just speaking on, on the first half, I would have gone into that postgame presser last night and asked Matt LaFleur, hey, Matt, you know, over over the 11 days off, did, did something change with Jordan Love to make you trust him less or, or to make you uh, not be confident in him? Because, Bill, the first half, even against the poor Raiders defense, it was behind the line of scrimmage stuff. It was screen plays. Nothing was down the field. 
Forget deep right. shots. Nothing with there were no slants. There were no outbreaking routes, ten or twelve. It was nothing. all behind the line of scrimmage. It looked like yep. a game plan you would run with a backup quarterback against a really good defense. That doesn't Completely make sense. Agree. To me. Completely agree. Uh I, I don't I, I I don't get what it is they were trying to do. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I it was you know, like I said, they'd run the ball, they'd have some success, then he'd get away from it. It, it was like run, run, pass, run, run, pass. You know, they're, they're, and again, they're not a lot of creativity. They weren't going to allow him to throw the ball downfield. It's like all of a sudden they're realizing, oh, crap, he's just not that good. He can't hit the intermediate passes very well over the middle. Uh, and, and I gave him a lot of credit this season early on for just putting the ball in places where only his guys could get it, and he's not doing that anymore. It's like the game got fast all of a sudden and people are playing for real and they're not fig- he, he can't figure it out. And this is all what I was afraid of as soon as teams started to kind of see, okay, what can he do and can't he do? So we're going to force him to do this. And, it, you know, again, in back-to-back games, he's thrown now picks. You know, I, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into the comparison of Aaron Rodgers because it's unfair because he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not even close. But everything that I was kind of fearing is starting to happen now. And, I, you know, all Matt LaFleur looks like, uh, you know, is a deer in the headlights standing at the podium like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. And that's not a good look either. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Thomas listening to us in lacrosse. Thomas, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How we doing? Doing great, Thomas. Doing great. What's up? I'm feeling really good, especially after the UW lacrosse football game on. Yeah, Saturday. congratulations! I'm not sure, if you were. Go ahead, Bill. I know. I was going to say congratulations. Uh, you know, UW lacrosse, yeah. man, to get that kind of a win—that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, I'm with the Screaming Eagles marching band, so uh, we had the game on because uh, we were heading up to a high school marching band competition up uh, northern Wisconsin, the Hudson area. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. had the game on pretty much the whole, jeez, uh, trying to remember the whole second half. And boy, oh boy, I just want to give a shout out here. Um, you know, on the Bill Michaels show, the sophomore kicker Michael Stack. Michael, yep. you beautiful son of a gun! What a leg that that kid has. You know, I went to practice because uh, all the practices are open, Bill. Um, I think it was last Tuesday, yeah, a week ago. Um, prior to their Whitewater game, and boy, oh boy, even in practice, this kid can like boot it. Um, so shout out to both Michael Stack and then you know Coach Matt Janice and the game plan going in. We got it done. I mean, yep. overall, maybe you know it wasn't the prettiest, but will we take the win in the first one since 2004 after losing 19 straight uh, to them? Oh mm-hmm. heck yeah! I mean. I am just feeling uh, ecstatic, um, and I'm actually going to have Coach uh, Janice on my show. Um, are you okay if I do a little quick PSA on my show, Bill? No, go ahead. Yeah, so, folks, uh, I have a podcast called Talking Sports with UWL Thomas. It's available on Spotify, um, and I've had Coach Janice on, uh, Matt Janice, that is on twice. Um, so I'm going to get him on today at 2.30 and record that, and hopefully should have the, uh, that podcast out episode out later um, uh, within the day or probably for sure by tomorrow. But the first episode I recorded with him, Bill, it got over like 200 plays. Um, That's awesome. Like Good all stuff. the assistant coaches and everything. So, yeah, just 
Again, Bill, just wanted to hop on here and give a quick shout-out to the UW lacrosse football team for that amazing and outstanding win against Whitewater. You know, looking at their schedule, too, coming up, Bill, um, th- this is the heart of their schedule. So they got Platteville coming up on Saturday uh, at their place. Then it's a home game, big home game, too. It's uh, Varsity Homecoming, Family Weekend, Band Day. You know, shout-out for the band against Oshkosh and then ending the season. Home against Eau Claire, then going to River Falls and to Stevens Point. So, well, I, no, I, pre- I appreciate the phone call because I'm at the bottom of the hour. I got to take a quick break, but yeah, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, and that's a, that's a big win for them. And I, I'm sure the whole area is just lit up. We're going to be in that area. Don't forget, next week we're going to have the uh, the huddle. Well, we're coming out there to Flipside uh, Grill next Wednesday. So, look forward to seeing everybody there as well. Late for a break. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs, 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. This portion brought to you by our friends at the Calderon Club. Going to be down there on Friday night, as a matter of fact. Going down with uh, some friends for dinner. Uh, but Calderon, and heading over to the Calderon Club side. Uh, Got to sit down and do the nice Italian thing. And uh, just sit back, uh, relax, and enjoy it. Uh, we, we haven't seen some of the some of our friends in a little while. So uh, we're going to get together with them. Got a wedding on Saturday. Um, what else do we have? We got a motorcycle ride on Sunday, as a matter of fact, um, with uh, Joe and Ellen Hennis and the gang from Sloppy Joe's and Smoke in the Water. So we got that coming up. But, uh, yeah, Calderon Club, and especially this time of year when people start heading back to Bucks games, um, Marquette games, Admiral games, uh, all that stuff that goes on downtown. I know there's some good uh, theater stuff downtown right now. That's the place to go before or after your event. That's Calderon Club, 838 Old World, 3rd Street. Some of the best Italian food you're going to stick in your grill. That's for damn sure. Check out our friends at Calderon Club. Good stuff. Uh, here's some. Uh, here's something for you. Here's something for you. And think about this for a minute. Now, I, I did a, a little bit of quick math. So if it's not perfect, uh, but it's maybe it's a minute off, but nothing more. The Green Bay Packers have held the ball total this season offensively. For 134 minutes and five seconds. 134 minutes and five seconds. The opponent, 159 minutes and 55 seconds. That is a difference of 20, almost 26 minutes more that the opponent has held on to the football than the Packers, which means, if you do the math, the Packers' defense has almost played an entire quarter or almost an entire half more of football than the offense has. 
after five games. Think about that for a minute. So we talk about the defense and about all the ineptitude, and, hey, uh, the offense has got to do their part. If you're not scoring quick and often, then you've got to get some drives. You've got to be able to move the football. You've got to be able to put points on the board, and you've got to give them a break. This defense is all in five games has almost played an entire half of football more than the offense. Think about that. That I mean that that's that's a remarkable statistic this early in the season. It's one thing if your offense is score quick. If you're doing a lot of downfield aerial stuff, I mean you're burning them up and and teams are, you know, giving the football back again and again and again. But between the turnovers and the three and outs and really not putting much on on, on the board in any other sense, the Packers defense has been on the field so far this early in the season almost an entire half of football more than the offense has. That you know, and when the offense, when you look and you know the offense has only scored a total of 26 points in the first half of five games, do the math. That's five point what one point in the game or something to that at at that you know five point zero two five points a game in the first half. I mean that's you're you're not going to win football games that way. You know, so as much as we want to jump on the Joe Barry sucks bandwagon. Right now, the offense does, too, and Matt LaFleur's play calling does, too. Overall, overall. And Merlin, you're right. That's what I said all along. And he said it makes sense why Goody didn't give Jordan Love a multi-year contract. This is a prove-it year. You've got to figure out what you've got, and you may have to go out and get somebody else. You may have to go find yourself a veteran. You may have to go find yourself another draft choice of some type. You may have to start maneuvering and, and jockeying in the draft to, to make trades. The Caleb Williams things is out. You're not going to get him only because the Bears suck so bad. So you're not going to get him. The Bears are going to end up with Caleb Williams or maybe, uh, you know, who knows, maybe somebody else tanks even worse. But, but yeah, with the Bears having two first-round draft choices, they, they're, they're not going anywhere. And, and Carolinas, too. They got Carolinas, don't forget. And Carolinas bad. So they're going to have two really high-end first-round draft choices that they, even if they don't get the number one overall, they can still parlay that into a trade for the number one overall. I, it just they're not they're not going anywhere. So, chances are the Bears, uh, Carolina, they're not going to take anybody over Bryce Young. But then there's the Broncos, who could start to look at the, the future because J- Russell Wilson sucks. <coughs> so they can go in that direction too. But yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Joe in De Pere. Joe, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call. Really appreciate you it bet. today. Hey, a couple things. And, you know, it's always it's always easy to kind of point fingers the day after a loss. And, you know, you try to, try to take a step back, be a little bit more objective about it. But at the end of the day, Bill, when you really look about it, if it's not the defense not being in correct position, it's the play calling of, of – of Matt LaFleur. One thing we don't have, one thing we do have is a very young team, the youngest team in the NFL. Okay, get that. Going to take a little while to groom these guys, get them to where they need to be, make sure they're all on the same page. And you're going to have that a little bit game to game. But what I don't have is a rookie coaching staff. 
I don't have a rookie coaching staff. Okay, I got a veteran coaching staff that apparently has been there and done that. Okay, and what I'm seeing right now is when I look at Jordan Love, he's throwing like 15 balls and he's averaging 3.6 yards because you're, you got you got 11 guys on defense and there's only one guy beyond the 10 yard mark uh, defensively that's deep. You're not going to get any thrown, and he keeps throwing into all that all that stuff in there because that's the play that's being called. And you mm-hmm. got Joe Barry that I have no idea what angle he needs to be on. He tried the sidelines, now he's above. Maybe he needs to get in the helicopter and just hover over or something. I'm not really sure what he needs to look at, but I'm telling you, the play calling on both sides of this thing is horrible, okay? And, and you took all this time off in the mini-buy, kind of correct some things, and as far as I can see, you, you, you regressed even a little bit farther, okay? So yeah. not sure where we're headed when I, when I question the play calling. You know, we don't stretch the field, so they just keep hunching up, hunching up, hunching up on it over and over again. And, you know, the, the, when they horse-collared Watson down, on, down in the five-yard line, brilliant play by the defender, by the way. Right. Glad, glad Richard didn't get hurt, okay? But the flip side is you tried to chuck it in. You tried to run it in there twice and then throw it to a receiver who's out of bounds. I don't get the play calling. What about, you know, taking your little Devontae Adams where he kind of starts running across the line and reverses and comes back, and he's wide one-on-one with a guy. Where is the where is the play calling, Billy, that we've seen the last couple years possibly? And then Joe Barry got to go, Bill. It's play, it's weekend after weekend that something is out of sync and he doesn't have mm-hmm. these guys in the right position. How do you yeah. evaluate ball players not having them in the right position? So that's where I'm at, and that's a LeFleur thing. He, he went all in on, uh, on Barry. He owns him again another year. And yep. I'm telling you right now, I'm just not happy with the play calling with rookie players because I can't evaluate my players when you don't know where to put my players so I can evaluate them. Have a good day, nope. Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Um, uh, the one thing I will say uh, about this is, and this was brought up, I was watching uh, Good Morning Football this morning. Um, you know, everybody keeps talking about how young they are. They got young by the process of elimination. They didn't get young by drafting a bunch of young guys. They got young because they got rid of old. That's it. And some of the guys they got rid of, Rodgers, 40-plus years old. Bakhtiari's older. Then you think about, okay, got rid of Alan Lazard, got rid of Randall Cobb. Guys that weren't major impact players to begin with, right? Got rid of Mercedes Lewis. So you switched out a quarterback younger for an older one. You switched out a two young tight ends for an older tight end. But defensively, you didn't really get younger. Adrian Amos, I mean, but then again, Darnell Savage has been there. Been there, done that. And Rudy Ford's not young. Not a, you know, not a rookie. Rasul Douglas, not a rookie. I mean, you can go through that whole list of secondary guys. They're not rookies. Right? Valentine was the only only young guy who made the team. Okay, but everybody else that's starting is not rookie. Devondre Campbell wasn't a rookie. Quay Walker's not a rookie. You did have some injuries last night. You got to take that into account too, for the fact that you didn't have Devondre Campbell stuffing the run. You didn't have Quay Walker stuffing the run. So you, not that he's great at it, but you know what I'm saying. You, you once you you've gutted the middle of your defense, that's a that's a pretty tough thing to overcome. So I give him a little bit of leeway there. But I agree when you got, like I said, when you got guys playing in the end zone, when you're trying to defend the end zone line, what, why would you play in the end zone? I, you know, I get it if, you know, they're, I get it if they're on the one or two yard line, you just simply have to, but when they're 10 yards back, 
and the pass goes to the two or three, and all he's got to do is fall forward, and you're already three yards into the end zone to begin with? It's like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? What the hell? But you're right about the play calling. You can't evaluate, guys, if you're not opening things up. I, 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 completely, I completely agree with you. If you're not going to open things up and you're not going to look and see what you actually have, then how, how can you really evaluate what it is you've got? 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Hey, I, may, I uh, mentioned uh, we're going to get back into the phone calls and we're going to get all the uh, comments over on the live stream as well. But uh, coming up uh, a week from uh, – no, this Sunday. This Sunday because it's going to be the 14th. The 14th or 15th. This Sunday. This Sunday, we're going to be out at uh, Smoke on the Water and Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's is where it's going to start. It's on the 15th. And we got a motorcycle ride coming up. And I know it's going to be a little bit colder, but that's okay. We're going to throw on some chaps, throw on some leathers, going to jump on the Harleys. We're going to ride over to Sloppy Joe's, and we're going to support Fisher House, Wisconsin, Ride for Veterans. It's the final ride of the season. It's a Colorama ride. And Joe always sets up a really cool, um, you know, ride uh, map, so to speak. Uh, but it's only a couple of stops, and we end up back at Smoke in the Water, and, and it's just a great time. It's a great group of people, a great camaraderie of people, but we can't do it without you. So if you're uh, thinking about maybe getting out one last ride, it could be this weekend. We're going to start at Sloppy Joe's in the morning on Sunday, the 15th, and then we're going to end up at Smoke on the Water uh, on Okachi Lake later that afternoon. That's this coming weekend uh, on excuse me, on Hubertus, in Hubertus. That's Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon. Check them out on Facebook to find out all the details. We'll be back right after Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 say thanks to our friends at Cunis, Cunis Automotive, and uh, getting ready to uh, take the truck back. We have uh, wrapped up our outdoor charity season for uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin, the tents and the trailer and all that kind of stuff, and I want to say thanks to Cunis for making it all possible because uh, we just, we don't have the the trucks and such to be hauling a bunch of different stuff around, and uh, and a lot of the people on the board don't have pickup trucks, and so Cunis stepped up and said, here, you know, go ahead and use this for the season, and We'll give you a hand in uh, making everything you guys need to do happen. So uh, thanks to them for being a part of that. Thanks to them for supporting our veterans. Thanks to them for being uh, with the program. Uh, So if you're looking, whether it's an RV, an auto, 
a truck. They have dealerships all over the state of uh, Wisconsin and in both RV and trucks and automobile dealerships. And now they've got auto dealerships even in Milwaukee. And uh, they've just gone into Mil- the Milwaukee market, a couple of them as well. So thanks to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. Uh, give Michelle. By the way, I went back and I redid the math. The Green Bay Packers in the time of possession are in the negative. The defense has been on the field for 25 minutes and 50 seconds, almost 26 minutes. Now, considering 30 minutes is a half, it's 15 minutes a quarter, they have been on the field almost a full two quarters of football more than the offense. They've played half a game more than the offense has. And again, I'm not making excuses. I'm giving you the reality and the facts that this offense Right now, the way it stands, and the whole thing about being young, I understand, but to a certain extent, it's also a little bogus because you got younger by getting rid of old players. It's not like all of a sudden you got younger because you completely, you had 15 draft choices and all of them made the team. That's, that's, no, that's not it. You got younger because Mercedes Lewis isn't there, Aaron Rodgers isn't there, Randall Cobb isn't there. Those three guys specifically. Yes, you do. You do have youth in some areas at the at the the receiver position, at your skilled positions. But also, don't forget the whole argument of well, it's Jordan Love's only first five games. Then why is C.J. Stroud better, far better than Jordan Love? Why is Brock Purdy far better than Jordan Love? Think about that. Wait a minute. Oh, that's right. You know, why is Tua, who took his lumps his first couple of years, why is he far better? Maybe it's because the coach around him now is putting him in position to be successful. Think about that. And good point, Merlin. Don't forget, they also got rid of Mason Crosby. That that uh, that exodus is what made them younger. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 